Well, good morning, Hope Church. So glad you're here. My name is Ross. I serve as senior pastor here at Hope Church. And so glad you're joining us online wherever you're at. Uh, today's going to look a little different. As you see, there's uh, some seats on the stage. I'm not going to sit on all of them, but I'm going to invite some special people to join me. Uh, I love that we're in this unique season where, um, based on where we've been so far uh, in the negative degree weather, it's 30 outside and it feels like summer, you know? And it's like, ah, refreshing. I can go outside and it feels great. And so I love that that season we're in. But we're also in a season as a church. We've been walking through um, a series called Hope for Dubuque. And we've been walking through our mission as a church, connect, grow, and serve, and kind of uh, just digging deeper into each of those, their meaning, the, the purpose of, of the mission, and, and where it's biblically rooted, where we get that from is from Jesus, from God. And, and through this, we've recognized that, that this is our hope for Dubuque, uh, the people of Dubuque, that they would grow to experience and know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, that they would uh, connect with God in Christ, grow with others in Christ, and serve on mission uh, for the glory of God, to reach many for Jesus. And, and through this, it's been rather exciting, I would say, to uh, as a church uh, uh, that has always been helping people connect with God, uh, dig a bit deeper into what that looks like missionally in our everyday, in our week by week, and, and our moments together. And so today is going to look a little different. We get to dive a bit deeper into serving within our church, what it looks like to serve the body of Christ, to serve at our church here at Hope Church and we'll kind of define as we go. But but in a way of, of maybe review, what we're going to do is walk through each uh, each section briefly that we've been through before, just highlighting some reminders, and then we'll sit together and I'll introduce you to some of our team who lead different areas, ministries in our church, uh, and effectively are inviting you to serve alongside them uh, to reach many for Jesus, to bring him glory. And so first, we kind of jumped in the first week, connect, connect with God in Christ. And this reality, as we surrender our lives to Jesus, we have this ability to connect with God, to have a relationship with God that we couldn't do on our own, uh, that was broken by our sin, broken from the start of us. And we couldn't repair this relationship. Only Jesus, by his grace alone, by our faith alone in him, could repair it. And we were reminded of some steps to take then, that for those of you in the room who were following Jesus or are following Jesus, there's these areas in your life of continued surrender, deeper surrender to him. But we also reminded many of us that maybe we haven't taken that first initial step to surrender our lives to Christ. And we encourage you to take that step with God. Uh, maybe you're, you're wondering or, or seeking Jesus for the first time, wondering what he's all about. Well, who is Jesus uh, and what did he come to do? We highlighted that he came to give his one and only life. God gave his one and only son in Jesus, Jesus to give his one and only life, to, to die for you. Uh, through his death and resurrection, give you new life in him. And if you're in the room and maybe you've never prayed a prayer of confession and belief in Jesus, it would go something like this. Uh, Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I ask you to forgive me. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I repent of my sin and ask you to come into my life and take full control. You are my Savior, my Lord. I commit to you forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. See, for many of us, we prayed a prayer similar to that years ago. But for some of us, we're still needing to take the step of surrendering our lives for the very first time today. And so I'd encourage you, if that's your step this morning, to take it. That, that this mission as a church of being connecting in God in Christ, growing with others in Christ, and serving on mission for his glory, must start at the place of being surrendered truly to him first. 
giving your life to him wholly. It doesn't mean you don't belong to visit or to come to attend, to be a part of our body. But that's the step in which we would desire and love for you to take with us. As we grow to know him more, grow to trust in him deeply. Uh, second week, we looked at grow, growing with others in Christ. And, and now this unique part uh, that we saw in Acts 2, naturally out of our relationship with Jesus, out of our surrender to him, we then grow together. That's how God designed it to be. That you and I would encourage one another, would grow with one another in Christ alone. We would grow to understand who he is more, how, how to obey him deeply together. And we'd be a vibrant community of growing alongside each other in him together. We talked about our life groups, which put us in position to do that, going from rows to circles. We talked about our other ministries, like equipping moms that meets uh, seasonally throughout the year or our women's quarterly brunches, or our men who are meeting throughout the weeks, trying to go from rows of circles and dig deeper together in obedience to Christ, growing with one another. We talked about Sunday mornings and how this is a place in which we do that. Uh, we grow together in Christ by opening his word and diving deep and walking through it together. We are uh, in need of growing with each other, and God designed it to be that way. And lastly, last week we looked at serving. Serving on mission for Jesus, serving to reach many for him. And what that looks like at our church is three different areas which we press into. One is at the local church area within our body. And we want to be serving on mission uh, each other in the local church here. And we want to be serving on mission in our community, uh, not only corporately uh, creating opportunity, but also helping inspire and, and lead you and thinking of ways you could serve your friends, your neighbors your family members outside of these walls. And also we talked a bit about globally and how we want to be a church who is serving on mission outside of our cultural context and globally serving the world outside of here. And that looks like a partnership we created in Panama or maybe another opportunity you would have as a college student uh, or a student in the room or an adult to take a mission trip, to go beyond your comfort zone, maybe here in the States and go across the world to reach many for Jesus. We want to be a body of believers that believe in being on mission to reach many for him. And today we get to take a little bit of a deeper step, a creative fun one uh, that months ago we've been planning and praying about and just offering you opportunity to hear vision and direction of where you could serve within our church walls, the church, serve each other, serve each other's families and even friends that you invite to serve one another within our church body. Before we get there, though, last week we concluded in this passage that I want to dig a bit deeper into before we get there, because this passage really gives us the ability to serve him. It gives us the, 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 the motivation to serve God. And it comes in, in Matthew 20, 28. It says this, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, the, 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 the term son of man is this title in the Old Testament book of Daniel. What, what Daniel is explaining here is, is this person who would appear with God's full authority and power and the entirety to rule over all things for eternity. And, and, and Daniel said the son of man would come through and actually uh, fulfill all of God's plans and purposes through his life. And in this, we see what Daniel's pointing to and what we see in Matthew 20, 28. The words here that this is Jesus, the person in which we give our lives to, which we point our worship toward. This is the fullness of Christ. 
What's so unique about this, though, is it says the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And how did he do that? To give his life as a ransom for many, for me and you. By his very death and resurrection, that he would be giving us eternal life to serve us in such a unique way, such a powerful way. That his service by death and resurrection isn't in spite of his power. He still fully had it. But yet it's an expression of his mighty power that he would be a God to so humbly serve and put himself, writing himself into the story to redeem you, to redeem me, all broken and in shamble, to make us whole in him, to reconnect us with loving God, to connect us with him. You see, in our mentality of our world, the more power you have, the more you ought to be served, right? That's not the case for Jesus. He has all the power. He has all the authority. And yet as a God who chooses to serve, who chooses to love you so deeply to give his one and only life, to give himself in place of you, that you may have life, that you may know him. And this ransom, this act of sacrifice, again, is not an expression of lack of power, but expression of fullness and power that he's able to conquer sin and death on your behalf for you, that you may live clothed in his righteousness for today and forevermore, that you may have eternal life in him, does not perish, does not fade, but in him for all the more eternity to be. We think of Jesus coming and we think of a God who would come, uh, what he would say, oh, to tell us, like if we think God coming and appearing and dwelling among us and coming to live this life, to sacrifice for us, well, he ought to tell us and just more of what to do, uh, be more religious, be more ethical, more moral, more charitable, be better. But you know what Jesus chooses to do? To humbly show us the character of a God who loves us, who cares deeply about you. And through that, and Matthew, that reminder, who chose to serve you by that, by his very life, and his life as a ransom for many to have life in him. A reflection of a God who cares deeply, who actually created you, had the idea of you. And you know what he said about those days he created you? They were good. Created you in his image to be bearers, mirrors, reflections of him and his goodness. See, as we experience Jesus and the way in which he came to serve us, to, to actually lay his life down as a ransom for any who would believe. To give us life through his. That requires a response, a life in turn of service to him. That motivates us to deeply serve a God who is so humble to serve us first and love us first. As we experience that love, connection we may have through him. How good and beautiful it is that even offered it in the first place, lovingly, powerfully on display for me and you. See, this morning we get to take um, a step together. That's fun. Uh, hearing from many leaders in our church that you may not know and today you get to know their, their heart for serving you, but also inviting you to serve alongside them for, for the glory of God, for his purposes, to use your gifts and ability for his plans and I think of it like this, when I was younger, uh, when I first started driving, I was 16, 
And back then, I know that we got students in the room, kids. We didn't have cell phones back then. And so getting directions looks so different. My parents actually bought me a Garmin GPS, right? And just for the students in the room, they're like, what? You know, this is a thing that you mount on your dash in your car and you'd have to plug into the computer to update, you know, the map uh, every so occasionally. And what you do is you type in the address and hit go. Well, what happened is it would show up kind of a map on your screen, kind of like your phone and kind of like your phone does now too. It'd tell you which direction to turn and when, right? So this GPS in this most obnoxious way would be like, turn left and 0.2 miles. And yeah, us as older folk in the room, we had to learn what 0.2 miles was, you know, like how far is that? Mind us up, we got closer. Turn left now, continue straight, all this kind of stuff. This morning acts kind of like this GPS signal for some of you, uh, for many of us in the room, because what we get to take part in today is hearing that vision and direction from our ministry leaders. And you may hear an audible from God, continue straight and choose this path to serve me here at Hope Church. Take a left now, and here's how you can use that gift in which you may be sitting on to serve me. Uniquely enough, last week we um, sent out a survey to our church, to all of you. Thank you if you took part in that. We had hundreds of responses, overwhelmingly positive. Uh, we feel so encouraged that God has us on this path. We feel uh, just, just deeply encouraged by you that you would answer honestly, anonymously, and, and overwhelmingly. It was positive that you believed we were on the right path too. And that God is doing something here. We, we, we know that. And we thank you for just taking part in that. But you know what's so unique? Out of the hundreds of responses, 26% um, of people said this, I'm not serving right now, but I would like to. That's a quarter of the responses said that. And so today is that GPS signal for the quarter of you saying, hey, go straight, turn here. This is your opportunity to serve within the local church, to serve the body of believers here at Hope Church and effectively serve him for his glory alone to powerfully see others be reached by his grace. And so I get to take part in just maybe like in an interview style, invite up some of our staff and you get to hear from them uh, and hear their heart and their vision for the ministries. And so we're going to start in a place where I, uh, you know, I, I love, I love each of these areas, but that I came from most recently and that's next generation. So I'm going to take a step back and sit with our next gen team. Come on up, next gen team. You can give them a loud, proud clap. Yep. Yeah. Take a seat. This morning might be a lot of clapping, might be a lot of cheering, because I know you love these people too. Uh, before we get to them, though, what I'm going to do is just pray a prayer that we would be receptive to God's invitation of serving, okay? And pray that he would help us and guide us by his voice, by his Holy Spirit, to nudge us in the direction we should go. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for your word. We thank you for the reminder. Uh, it is that we are called to serve you this morning, to serve um, as you served us first, Jesus. And God, that, that motivates us to deeply serve you with our lives if you've given yours for us. So God, would you be active among us that your Holy Spirit would draw us, direct us, and help us navigate and discern where our gifts and abilities may be used for you and for your glory here at Hope Church. Would you be with uh, all of our staff, ambassadors, God, that as we explain and dive a little bit deeper into opportunity, that you would just help us be clear and direct. And God, we just thank you for uh, the church family that we are in you, the body of Christ of you, God, meeting together, joining together in worship, but also in our, 
and reflection and digging into your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's get to it. I'm so excited. No, I was, yeah, I, I just, I love the both of them. And this is Deanna and Caleb. Lori also serves in Hope Kids and Early Family. She couldn't be with us this morning. Um, and so Deanna's going to cover some of her things. She'll make sure to explain that to you. But what we're going to do is I'm just going to invite Deanna and Caleb here right now just to explain a bit of their vision, direction, and places that you could serve in their ministry. And then we'll go from there. We'll see where it takes us. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, so good morning. Like Ross said, my name is Deanna Rickrav. I am the director of children's ministries here. And what a privilege that Lori and Caleb and I have to serve those at Hope Church, um, birth through high school and their families. Our goal for your children and students is for them to love Jesus deeply for the rest of their life with a resilient faith. That resiliency is the kind of, um, is a type of resiliency that will help them to hold on to Jesus no matter what comes, no matter what life brings, they will hold on to him. So the Next Generation Volunteers intentionally disciple children and students um, to move beyond just being familiar with Jesus, but having a deep personal relationship with Jesus. By the time they graduate from high school, we desire that they have, have built this relationship with him so much that he is their best friend and they can't even imagine moving ahead in life without following after them, holding on fast to Jesus in all of his ways. We want them to know before they leave here that they are made in the image of God and that they, um, their identity is in Jesus Christ alone. That's a great thing. Those are great things for all of us to know. So um, children and students will also know that they are a vital part of our local church here at Hope Church. All of us who attend Hope Church, um, we need to know that the students sitting among us even today the children that are in our body are part of our family here. They're not a separate part. They are part of our body. And um, we want to welcome them in. You know, the gifts and skills, the talents that they possess are purposeful in the church body. Um, Ephesians 2 tells us that we are all created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God prepared in advance for us to do. And I think it's really fun to think of four-year-olds God has prepared good things for them to do today, um, and he prepared them in advance. So we are to do that together, and we want to welcome them in that. So we have two questions for you today. The first one is, do you love Jesus? And the second one is, do you love God's word? And you might have thought that I would have asked, do you love kids? But that's not important to us. What we know is that when you if you love Jesus and you love God's word and you now have a desire to start um, uh, serving at Hope Church locally, then the Holy Spirit's going to take that and it's going to be a ride. <laughs> it's going to be a great, fun experience um, where you get to serve and build God's kingdom. Um, our next generation volunteers, there's a lot of capacities that they fill. And so we're going to talk a little bit about those. Like Ross said, Lori Weinshank is our early family director, and early family covers birth through preschool age. And when you come in and you see those glass doors, um, those doors lead to a lot of loving. And when you serve 
in that section, you are allowing parents and grandparents to drop off those little ones, come into this space, worship Jesus, learn from the word, and not have one little worry about those kids because we, you know that they are being loved on. The focus of the early family ministry is twofold, and that is that all children know that Jesus loves them and that the Bible is a true story. We use curriculum in both the toddler and the preschool area um, so that as they are beginning their journey with Jesus, they're learning those two things. They leave thinking, Jesus loves me. And the Bible is a true story. We want them to know that before they leave that four-year-old area. So the curriculum is really easy to, it's laid out easily. It's age appropriate. Any adult who reads that could jump right in and start leading those kids in their faith. And I know my friend Lori would love to talk to any of you who feel like God is um, nudging you to serve in her area. So then jumping to the elementary ministry area, I um, oversee kindergarten through fifth graders, and we just continue in that journey of their faith, um, helping them to know that Jesus loves them, God loves them, that the Bible is a true story, every single word of it, um, and take that to a deeper knowledge of God's word, that they have a deeper knowledge of that. We will not offer them just spiritual entertainment and good moral stories that lack power for life. The power, amen, right? The power for life in Christianity is a foundation on God's word. So they're going to learn why we know God's word is a true story. Um, the, uh, as we teach them these Bible true stories, they are going to understand that it is the one unchanging book and yet life-changing book for them. And that that will build a resilient faith that will last for their lives. Um, our, um, on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday nights, that's when we mostly have kids here, we, um, our, our team serves, um, we, we use a curriculum, we have worship together, we use Bible stories and sometimes crafts and games. We have so much fun. We absolutely have fun together. Um, we also have check-in greeters, and those are people, just like when you come in the front doors, there's adults that welcome you in. We have adults that welcome children into our area um, with a friendly face, knowing maybe this is their first time and they need to know where they go. So we have um, check-in greeters. We also have our jam time. That stands for Jesus and music, and that is twice a month, and they're over there right now. Um, those are opportunities for middle school and high school students to lead children in a band in worship through singing. And it's a it's just an amazing time. It's just God's doing so much over there. So, um, yeah, so that is another opportunity for students. So speaking of middle school and high school students, Caleb, take it away. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Caleb Driggers. I'm the student pastor here, uh, if you don't know me. Um, student ministry is such a special ministry to serve in. Uh, you're serving a group of people who are in a state of just trying to figure out all these next big steps in their lives, who they are as people, and who God is to them. Uh, they're a group of people who feel pressures that no other age group feels. They have it ingrained in their minds by the world that they have to get into the best college, get the best grades, be the best looking, best on their sports team, whatever it is. Um, and that list could go on forever. Um, and that all adds up really fast. And it can make students feel like they have the weight of their world on their shoulders. It's a crucial time in our lives that sometimes defines us as who we are. 
Our heart as a student ministry team is to be there for our students, to walk alongside them as they make their faith their own as much as we can, and to tell them that we have a God that loves them more than they could ever comprehend and who is bigger than whatever they might be facing in life. So if that's something you might be interested in being a part of, uh, we have Sunday morning groups uh, that dive deeper through uh, books of the Bible. Um, and we also have our student nights, uh, which are also on Sunday nights, where we have loads of fun, a time for worship and teaching. We have small groups where we discuss uh, deeper what uh, I taught about that night. And we always have food. There's always food there. Um, plus, we do a lot of other fun stuff throughout the year. So if you're interested and might want to help lead a small group or maybe help lead on Sunday mornings, uh, I'd love to talk to you. Uh, so come find me. Um, and you know, the coolest part about serving on the Next Generation team with Deanna, Lori, or I is that when we combine all these aspects of serving the Next Generation, we'll find young adults going off to college or careers ready to serve God with everything that they have. And what a blessing it is to be a part of God's work to build resilient faith in the next generation. And Amen. I want to highlight something Deanna said. You know, I think that causes some rewiring. Sometimes we start in the place, do I love kids? You know, then I, I should jump in. But actually, you know, what she was pointing to, do, do I love Jesus? Do I love his word? Out of that... God, then the overflow of that spurs then as you're obediently following him, a love for kids, a love for his people, a love to serve them. And that might be natural to you already, but but to rewire that correctly and what we're asking for in you serving, it can't just be simply loving kids because some people could love kids but not love Jesus. We need to be loving Jesus first, uh, supremely first, and then effectively obeying and seeking him in his word, loving his word, and then out of that sending love to our kids properly. That's just so, in our students, that's so great, Deanna. Hey, I, I wanted to ask before you guys went, went of any story, uh, a story of maybe it's unique, like something happening in your ministry space, uh, God just using something, or maybe it's just a transformative moment. It can be whatever comes to mind. Yeah, uh, recently we had a student visit for the first time, and on the same day that the student visited, they signed up for Winter Blast, which is our uh, middle school retreat that we're going on soon. And I just thought it was so cool that God created a space that this student felt so comfortable um, to just want to then go on this weekend trip, which is such an awesome trip. And so, yeah, it's just so cool. Yeah, so the most recent thing that really encouraged me was um, on, on Wednesday night, about two weeks ago, I, we always memorize a verse for the month together, but I often pick a challenge section of scripture. So last spring we memorized Psalm 23 and not for all the kids, but just if some of them want it, want something deeper. So I, mem- I asked them to um, think about Psalm 23. Well, this winter, I thought, what do I want them to know? I want them to know the Lord's prayer that the disciples came to Jesus and said, Hey, I want to pray like you pray. What is it? And he said, pray this prayer. So, um, so a week ago, or about 10 days ago, I asked them, hey, here's the Lord's Prayer. If you want to learn this over the next couple of months, you can do that and then come back and tell me. One week later, I had eight children come and tell me the Lord's Prayer word for word perfectly. It was unbelievable. That's why I do what I do. (laughs) That's so great. 
Well, hey, before we let you guys go and bring up a few others, I wanted to just spend a moment as a church just praying for them. I think it's important that we pray for our ministry leaders, for our pastors, but also just that we would pray that God would uh, strengthen us, strengthen you as you take consideration to serve in maybe some of these ways. Uh, my prayer is following a prayer from Paul in Ephesians 3. He says this, Ephesians 3, let's see here. Ephesians 3, 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And so I want to pray and echo that prayer for both of you and our people this morning. Let's, let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, all the gifts and abilities you give us, God. And we humbly come before you asking for you to direct us and how to use them. God, I pray for Deanna, Lori, and Caleb and uh, the way they've given their lives to the very mission it is to serve you, but God, to serve your body, to serve uh, your people, God, in the way of service and equipping them for ministry and equipping volunteers for ministry, God. I just pray strength, as Paul says, strength and power by your Holy Spirit will go to their innermost being so that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith. But also, God, that you may dwell in the hearts of our servants, our volunteers, through our faith. God, would you powerfully equip us to be bold in our faith, take step with you as you're directing and guiding us to God, we love you and cherish you. I just pray that we would be so radically involved with you. It would look different, maybe even today. God, we just love you and ask that you use us in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you both. Thanks so much. We can give them a round of applause. I love it. All right, next up we have our worship arts, Michelle, Emily, and Bethany. Come on up. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna clap. We gotta clap. So these three ladies serve as director in our worship arts area of our ministry. So you think of when you walk in these doors, what you kind of see and lights and and some of the production, but also in the way that uh, Emily and the team leads and worship Michelle and coordinating that. Uh, you get to hear kind of their vision, heart for that their their sections of ministry and how you could serve. So Michelle, you want to start? Thanks. Good morning. My name is Michelle Schulte, and I'm the director of Worship Arts and Production, which means I lead the teams that believe that the gospel has the power to change lives. And we believe that beauty and truth can inspire us to move deeper with Jesus. So from the musicians on the stage to the camera operators, to the projection tech, the sound tech, the lights, and all the people in two upstairs online workstations, we believe that God is calling us to say yes to his plans and purposes every day. And that as we say yes, he can transform our lives, our families, our city, and ultimately our world one next step at a time. Philippians 2, 13, 14 calls us, says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling which means awe and excitement, because it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So, if beauty and truth are values that inspire you, if excellence and creativity is something that inspires you, we want to meet you. Very badly.
Uh, most immediately, we could use sound techs in several locations in the building. Uh, we could add quite a few lighting designers to our team overall. And if you're a person who likes to design or build things, there's always work to do to bring more focus and inspiration to our environments. So I look forward to meeting you. Shall I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm Emily Smith, and I'm the worship leader here at Hope Church, and we have been incredibly blessed with so many wonderful musicians and spouses. I will just take this time to thank you for allowing them to serve, because I know that it is a huge commitment and a joy for them as well. But we, I just... It is an honor and privilege to serve you guys. And I want you to know that as we prepare, we prepare because we love Jesus so much and we want to worship him. And we worship him out of the overflow of our gratitude and the knowing that we've been saved and knowing that he's worthy of our worship. And we, um, we believe that when we are worshiping, that hopefully you're going to want to worship too. Um, Psalm 95, one through three says, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. So when we're preparing, whether it be our set list for the weekend or um, practicing on a Thursday night, we are thinking, how can this benefit them? Like, is this a song that they're going to be able to sing? Or is this just a song that we like to sing in our car and we kind of just want to sing it? Like, we are really thinking intentionally about how our music and how these songs will help you meet with the Lord. And so we pray and we hope and we believe that as we are meeting with the Lord up here and as we are worshiping up here, because that's what you see us doing. Like, we don't come to prepare some concert for you. We are coming to prepare so that we can worship. And when we worship... We hope that you will catch that and want to worship too. You made me a little teary. Okay. <laughs> I'm Bethany Lois. I'm Director of Communications and Visual Arts. You may not see me around much because I'm usually hiding um, up there. Um, I am a part of one of the best teams, and that is the video team. So... Um, Running a Sunday service is a bit like being part of an orchestra. Um, it takes um, many people playing unique instruments in order to create a symphony. And while others are visible on stage, um, the video team is behind the scenes using their unique gifting. Imagine being the hands that bring the message of hope and faith to those who can't physically be present at church. Through the power of technology, we're not just broadcasting a service. We're extending the reach of God's word to people across boundaries, distances, and circumstances. You become an essential part. Um, you become an essential part of the team that, co that connects people to engage in worship and receive encouragement wherever they are. And very importantly, it's also a front door for anyone exploring church, not, not having set foot through our doors yet. There's a unique joy in knowing that your technical skills, whether it's operating a camera, directing, all that, it plays a crucial role. Um, whether you're a complete novice or you have experience, our team is dedicated to nurturing your abilities. We'll walk you through the equipment, have you shadow, 
seeing the process step by step before you ever jump in and are on your own. The opportunity isn't just for tech savvy or it's really just for anyone with a heart um, for service and a willingness to learn. Our team is comprised of teenagers all the way up to 70 plus. It's a really fun and great dynamic. Um, you'll discovering you'll discover that learning the learning curve is much easier than you may have thought. And as you grow in your skills, the sense of accomplishment is very rewarding. Being part of the video team is both fun and fulfilling in an ever-growing mission field of online ministry. And I hope you'll join us. I forgot to say what it is really good. Yeah. Um, I think it's so unique that those people on your team, Bethany, hold so much power. Like, I just try to really be nice to them, you know, the video people. Because any minute if I'm, like, mean or something, they could just zoom in on, like, a pimple on my face and be like, look at this, you know. Don't do that. Don't do that right now. Maybe they are. I don't know. But I think it's so unique that we're able to reach those who may not be able to come in our doors. You think of this generation today, um, maybe more often than we may think, the first impression someone might have of a church or even of Christ, maybe through an online avenue like uh, social media or YouTube or an online service like we provide, and how important that is uh, to reach a generation that's ever evolving to start online before they get to in person. And our hope and goal, our, our prayer would be that they join us. They see a thriving community that we are to join us in person. We may know them personally, but yet that front door, and maybe for people who are sick or unable to leave their home, that we're able to serve them and love on them and know them through that is super important. Um, and so thank you, Bethany, and your team. And of course, all you ladies, I wanted to ask a similar question, maybe a story, uh, impactful story, a moment that's happened in your ministry that uh, just shows a piece. And I think, did we forget anything? Emily, did you share? Yeah, go ahead. Let's go back to Emily real quick, and then we'll go to... I got so excited telling you the vision, I forgot to tell you how you could help. <laughs> Okay, so if you play acoustic, acoustic guitar, I would love to talk to you. If you are a male vocalist, I would love to talk to you. I joke that it's not like we just want women singers up here. I'm like, we need men singers. So if you would love to do that, or if you're really great at harmony, we would love to talk to you as well. So there are openings with us. And should I audition now or wait? Sure, I would love that. Would you guys? Happy, no, I was just kidding. Him? I sing happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so back to Bethany, if you had something like a story, uh, something God's been you, doing in your ministry that you want to share. Yeah, I've, I've actually got a number of stories of people who've been connected through um, what they've found online. But one in particular, there's a, a lady who attends here. She, a couple of years ago, was knowing that she was going to move to Dubuque, did not know anyone, and started watching our online services. And she had watched them for probably six months to a year before she even moved. And um, she had gotten to know the people on the stage, gotten to know people via the comments on the, the live stream feed. And so when she walked in our doors for the first time, she was she knew us. She walked in, she's like, Lord, you know, and she there were a number of people she had Facebook friended because she had found them through the, the service. And she's plugged in and has her family attending. And it's just been beautiful. So the story that sticks out to me, there was a man named Gary Peterson, and he's actually with Jesus now. But um, when I first, it was pretty soon when I was here um, playing, he was here and we were standing over there one day and he said, Emily, I have played in a lot of bands. I have played in a lot of bars. 
but playing here is the cat's pajamas. And I was like, that's incredible because he knew that it was different here. And I will never forget that. Uh, just last week, I got to celebrate with a friend who's been reaching out to a couple pretty consistently, trying to invite them to church and kind of get them through the doors. And uh, she shared the link for the Christmas Eve service with them. And it turned out that her friend liked it so much, she decided to subscribe to the YouTube channel. So that was a real answer to prayer for my friend. Amen. That's so cool. So thank you guys so much, um, and I'm glad you're able to hear that. Uh, by the way, God's moving in those ministries. I wanted to pray for them as well, and just kind of digging a bit deeper into Ephesians 3, um, halfway through 17. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long, high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Um, you as leaders, your volunteers, the way you effectively take step in serving God in your ministries and, and with your gifts, I pray that people are able to see that in you as you experience it. So let's go ahead and pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you um, for uh, Michelle, Emily, and Bethany. Thank you for the way they give their life to serve you. Uh, God, an organized service to lead by which way of serving you uh, to our church. I pray as they are equipped by you, God, they uh, show the evidence of how wide and deep uh, and, and great your love is that surpasses even our understanding, our knowledge, God. It's just so deep. The way they create, um, the way they produce, the way they direct, the way they lead, um, God, may it be a powerful display of you. God, would you fill them? Would you... Um, and just encourage them deeply and their volunteers. Maybe a person in this room that heard uh, pieces of a gift they might have or just the ability to step in and serve God. I pray that you would nudge the person in this room to be a part of that, uh, to love you so deeply, God, to be an expression of your wide and deep love through things like worship arts, through singing, through uh, producing, through um, camera operating, whatever it might be. God, we thank you for the mission that we're on. We thank you for these three ladies and the way they serve and lead um, and, and glory to you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, ladies. All right, in our few minutes left, we have, last but not least, Pastor Mark. Coming up, Mark. Dang. It's like time for church to be done, and you now have two pastors sitting in comfy chairs. We should probably pray for them because, like, I mean, let's just, we had Marty. We could be here for the rest of the day. Yeah, it's so good. It'd be great. No, uh, like any good pastor, we can talk a lot, but right. we're going to be concise into the point. So Marty right. serves just pastor. Uh, he leads a lot of different things. Mark, tell us about that, how they can be plugged in with you and what you do. Yeah. Really, the the most important thing that I want to talk about today is is really what we call just our, our connections team and the hosting piece of, of church. Um, you guys all think back to the first time you ever visited church, which for some of you might be like, that was like an hour ago. I'm here. This is my first time in this space. Uh, anytime you walk into a new space, it can be intimidating because it's just a space you don't know um, how it works, how it functions. Even if you've been to church before, this place is different. And so that just that intimidation piece, we know that there are so many obstacles that get in the way, even if you've been coming here forever. Um, every every time we gather as a church, there's so many obstacles that get in the way, whether it's an alarm clock that doesn't get off, it's a 
a bed that's like extra comfy this morning, or it's uh, family members who are arguing the whole way here. And there's so many obstacles get, that get in the way. So really our hosting teams, our, our heart is that we want, it, we want to remove any additional obstacles that we can because we want people to meet and connect with God. And we know that that happens best for people. The, the first step maybe is, is gathering together with God's people uh, to worship together, to learn together, to, to grow in community together. And we want to, we want to encourage that. Uh, and so our hosting teams are really that, that front line of people who are greeting, um, opening doors for you, welcoming you in, serving you a coffee. Um, I know right now you can kind of look around, you can kind of see all the empty seats around you. Um, if you come in and the music started, those are invisible. Right? I know how many of you were even this morning. Uh, I was uh, watching our hosts like help people try to find seats uh, because we, we, it's hard to do that. And so if you walk in and it feels like this place is crowded, there's not a spot for me, where do I go? But we want everyone who walks through those do- these doors and comes here, no matter where we come from, it doesn't matter what life has done to us, what we've done in life, uh, we're welcome here um, because we are all sinners who are in desperate need of a Savior. Uh, and, and God has made each and every one of us and loves us, and we want to worship that God together, and so we want to welcome everyone in. Uh, and so our hosts serve in that way to welcome people uh, and encourage them, and, and look for the people who don't know where the bathroom is. Um, as they're coming in, how do, I, how do I get my kids checked in? Where are, is there a place for me? Uh, and so it's just being that place to, to welcome people and, and help them in that first step of being able to connect with God and grow in Him. That's so good. That's so good. How so we have connection spots. I know even serving a cup of coffee, um, all those. That's so great. It's it's it I, I always joke with our hosting teams, everything that our hosts do, um, their their task could be replaced by an inanimate object. Right? Our our doors could be propped open. The coffee can be self served. And so it's not the task that we do, it's being that welcoming place of Hey, we're so glad to see you this morning, um, man. I, I it, it, sometimes it's it's seeing somebody who's coming in and just looks at one of our hosts at the first service. I saw him pull somebody aside and they and they just prayed together. Uh, it's just being that welcoming place. That's something that we all get to do, whether we're serving or not, of of being a, a family together. Um, you guys can all look around and see people you don't know. It's it's an opportunity to get to know them and, and love them and welcome them in. Uh, maybe they've been here longer than you. It doesn't matter. Uh, but we get to be a, a community that, that's excited to grow together as we chase Jesus. Yeah, that's so good, Mark. I think I wanted to ask a similar question, a story you've, you had uh, that you've seen that position and being impactful in a person's life. Yeah. So the, the story, it's, it's my favorite story. It's another, it's old one. It's like eight or more years old. Um, but one morning, uh, one of our, our greeters was just standing at the door welcoming people and, and a college student walked in. I don't know what led him to do this, but as that student walked in, he greeted him, said hi. And he was just like, "Do you need a hug?" And he hugged him and said, "We're so glad you're here." Uh, and that little hug has turned into uh, that college student is is still he was here this morning with his kids. Uh, he's been attending for eight years now, and and is plugged in in so ways. And it was just that place that he walked in the doors, uh, and and a stranger was just like, "I'm glad you're here." So let's go. Thanks, guys, for that. And everyone, as you know me, needs a good hug. I'm a hugger, so everyone needs a good hug. Maybe not. Maybe not you. Um, so, anyways, before we close in prayer, uh, we're just going to take the next thirty seconds or so. As you came in, 
one of these wrong receipts. Mark, can you tell us a bit about what they need to do with this? This is just a simple tool for you. If if, if you feel like God is is prompting you to to maybe learn more about any of these areas, uh, I would encourage you to fill this out online. You've got a link that you can just fill this. It's kind of like a little survey form. You can kind of select those areas of uh, just areas that you're interested in learning. Give us your contact information. We'll follow up with you. Uh, but really, it's just it's not a commitment saying, "Hey, I'm going to do this." It's it's an opportunity to learn more. The staff will follow up with you and and kind of explore what what your areas of interest are, where, where God has gifted you and called you and, and how you can connect with what God is doing here. Uh, and we'd love to just kind of walk through that journey with you. We encourage people just to try something. Um, you know, you're like, hey, I'd like to go try serving in the toddler room. And, and after doing it, be like, you know what? I prefer older kids, I think. Or, you know, how about coffee? I don't know. Just in the, a chance to explore those. So uh, you can fill these out as you leave today. There'll be some hosts at the back with baskets. You can just toss them there. We'll follow up. But also all the stuff will be right up here in the front. So if, if you feel God's really like just prompting you and you need to, to act on it, uh, come up and talk with us. We'd love to connect with you. Uh, and again, our goal as a staff, um, we want to equip you to do what God has called you to do. Um, it's not about doing jobs. It's about living out what God has called us to. And each and every one of us, we want to help you uh, in that as you grow to be obedient to Christ. Hey, so in our closing prayer um, today, I'll pray for Mark and his teams, but I just want to close in prayer too for all of us, uh, just concluding with, with Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3, uh, verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for this morning, God. We thank you for um, you on display in us, uh, all of us, God, e even if we spoke or not, God, you are on display in all of us. I ask that you would help us and uh, just navigating, discerning where you might nudge us to serve next, to serve you with our lives, God, um, as you first served us, you first loved us. We, in turn, want to give our lives to you in service. God, I pray for Pastor Mark and his team of connections, how important that area is for our church to feel uh, welcomed and included in a body of believers is, is so vitally important for those of us in the faith and beyond. God, I just ask that you would help him uh, equip his teams with that um, act of service, God, and that you may do immeasurably more, as your word says, than we may even ask or imagine through our teams, through our volunteers, through each and every one of us as we're on mission to bring you the most glory to bring you the praise, to give you all the, the honor and the glory for what you deserve as a good, gracious God who loves us and chooses to use us. So God, thank you for our gifts and abilities. May we use them for you in Jesus' name. Amen.